Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. Hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder. And me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Hello, Tamarindo listeners. What's up, y'all? ¿Cómo están? All right. So we're doing something a little bit different in this episode. This is a fun crossover episode with our friends from another Sonoro podcast. You'll hear all about them in just a sec. If you are new to Tamarindo, we highly suggest you try one of our earlier episodes. The last couple of episodes were fantastic. So check out some of those. But before we do all that of talking with our friends from the Super Secret Bestie Club, Ana Sheila, how are you? ¿Qué pasa contigo? What is on your mind? Um, honestly, just trying to juggle all the things. So I, I recently started a, a full-time job. And so it's just been trying to heal all the projects. I mean, sorry, heal. <laughs> I've been doing so much healing también. No, but juggle all the projects y también still prioritizing healing because it's just something that's really necessary for me right now. So just like trying to figure it all out, basically. <laughs> that's what's what I've been up to. <laughs> yeah. And I hear some books have been helping. What have you been reading? Um, I just re like some of them rereading some bell hooks all about love. I never finished it. So reading through that rereading parts is they still reading Prisca. Let's see if I can say her full name. Let's go. Prisca Dorcas Mojica Rodriguez. Did I get it? Yes, you did it. Okay, great. And her, I'm still reading her book, um, for brown girls with sharp edges and tender hearts. I think I read, I said that right as well. Yeah. I've really been enjoying that. It's so many chapters resonate with me. The, uh, her chapter on intersectional, I think it's an intersectionality, I think is what she called it. But she, she says, this is for, for my hairy girls. And I'm like, that is me. So it's just been resonating so much with me. And then um, pleasure activism. It started with um, preparing for our recent episode around pleasure. And I've just been continuing to read that. So that's what I've been up to. I love it. Reading is so great. And I'm so glad you mentioned these books because we have an exciting new partnership that we want our listeners to know about. So here's a perk for all our Tamarindo podcast listeners. If you go to sholobooks.com, that's spelled X-O-L-O books.com, and you use the code Tamarindo, spelled all caps, Tamarindo, you can save 10% off at this Latina-owned bookstore, which is dedicated to decolonizing your bookshelf. We are all about that life. You can pick up Prisca's book. You can pick up Julissa Arce's You Sound Like a White Girl right now. Go check it out. There's such great reads over there at sholobooks.com, and you can use our offer code Tamarindo to save 10% off. And Anna Sheila, you you know Sholo Books. Tell us a little bit more about Sholo Books. Yeah, so I uh, obviously love the bookstore, but I love the founder even more, Oriana. Uh, I actually got to coach her. She was part of the Launch Latinx Accelerator. And so I, I feel like really, I, I just love to see what she's been doing with the bookstore and growing it. And even canta. So love to support Oriana and bookstores that are decolonizing our bookshelf. Like what? Like, of course. <laughs> Yeah, right up our alley. So go to sholobooks.com, use the offer code TAMARINDO to save 10% off right now. And they have both new and used books to decolonize your bookshelf. So head on over to there. Yes. And because we're, we got our listeners, I'll tell you what I've been up to, Ana Sheila. I just hiked 20 miles. It was intense. 20 miles. It took 14 hours. There was wind. There was snow. There was uh, pain. There was discomfort. There was also the fact that I did it while bleeding. Day two of 
my period. So I'm just going to give myself a matraca for, <laughs> for surviving. Like that seems so intense. I've actually, I've never done anything like that. So I'm, I was wondering what's a way that gets you through something like that? Because it seems very mentally taxing and like a really big mental, a physical challenge, but also a mental challenge. So I, I was curious what helps you get through it. Well, you know, uh, this particular hike, this is called uh, San Jacinto Peak, and you get to it through Idlewild, which is really beautiful. So what helped is staying there the night before, because it's a beautiful town, um, getting up and doing it and relaxing afterwards. So uh, that that was really helpful, because in, in the past, we've driven in, done it, and then drove, <laughs> drove all the way back to L.A., which is torture. But what also has helped in this in the past with this hike is that it's beautiful. It's normally beautiful. There's all kinds of terrain, and just being out in nature and seeing the going from what looks like the desert to then the jungle to then like the peak and the wind is really interesting and fun. And that's part of what kind of keeps you going is just the, the terrain changing. But I got to say that this is the first time we've done this hike this early in the year. And so there was still snow and all the the part that is normally beautiful because it's full of ferns. They were all dead. So, <laughs> so it was very difficult. It was very, very difficult. What I what I like to do and I do this with friends. So you're in community What's really important is packing amazing snacks. But the other hack that I have is that I like audiobooks. So when it's when it's at hour seven and I'm sick of talking to these people, I put on <laughs> I put on the headphones and I zone out and listen to an audiobook. So Tom Hanks was in my ears because he narrated <laughs> the book that I was reading, and that was very very helpful. So those are some of the tips that I have. Awesome. Well, thank you for those tips, Brenda. Um, but before we get into the show, we just want to remind you. Please support us. It means so much to us when y'all write, however you support us, but especially when you write us Apple podcast reviews, it really feels like little like Valentine's Day cards to us. Um, it touches our heart and it honestly really keeps us going. And I know a lot of y'all have been sending us DMs telling us how much you appreciate the show. We would love for y'all to do that on, um, on Apple podcasts. It really helps the show get seen more and it means so much to us. Anything else you want to add, Brenda? That's all. All right. Let's go. Let's take it away and hear from our super secret bestie club friends. Let's take it away. Hello, Tamarindo Podcast listeners. This is Brenda, one half of Tamarindo. And who's my partner here on this show? What's up, y'all? Ana Sheila here. Miss you. Yes, and we are Tamarindo Podcast. We uh, now, now like to call ourselves the Advocacy and Self-Love Podcast because somebody called us that and we like it. It's fantastic. And we are so excited to be joining your ears today. Uh, today is going to be a really special. It's a crossover episode, a crossover episode with the Super Secret Bestie Club. And I'm going to invite Curly to say hello and to tell us a little bit about who he works with and what is the Super Secret Bestie Club. Woo! What's up, guys? My name is Curly Velasquez, and I'm hanging out here with my best friend in the whole wide world, Maya Murillo. Hi, everyone. Woo! I'm the second part of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. I'm the second part. Oh, sorry. You're the first part. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Maya and I have our own podcast. We're like real life besties. We talk all the time about everything in life. And we also have a podcast where we invite people to join us in our imagination, in our imaginary tree house, in our imaginary um, clubhouse. Yeah, it's just a space to feel like you can talk with your best friends, things that maybe you would be like talking to your best friend on a road trip. 
you know, so we just want to make people feel included and stuff. So that's the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. And you guys are invited into the club. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so excited about this. And we wanted to talk today about friendship because first of all, we are with the super besties themselves, but also because I feel like the value of friendships has become more apparent and important during like the isolation period that was COVID. And I think a lot of us had a really hard time at some point during this pandemic because we may have lost loved ones because we had financial security issues or we were just plain lonely. So I think many of us leaned on our loved ones and friends virtually at first, you know, but I think on top of it, people also just really started to think about what connection, you know, there's a lot of self-reflection during this period, like what connections are important to us? What do we want to keep just kind of like cleaning house? And if you want to know the science behind friendship, studies have found that older adults who have meaningful relationships and social support are likely to live longer than their peers with fewer connections because strong social ties, aka friendships, reduce many health issues. So basically, Isn't that friends. That's so funny. I'm yeah. not to interrupt you, but my abuelita is like 80 something. She has no friends and she's going strong. So I don't know. They need to meet some. <laughs> she's just got some super, super strong genes. <laughs> my abuela has nobody, just me. And that's it. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like you're worth like 10 friends, Curly. 100%. I mean, I am, pre- I am pretty is. entertaining. <laughs> you, you are worth like 10, 10 friends. But basically friends are like vaporu, right? So today we have the best guests we could ever have to talk about this topic the super secret bestie club as we explore friendships how they may be different or evolve in different stages of our lives and what they mean to each of us so with that we're going to kick it off and i'm going to have you maya get it started what what's the question that you have around friendships for, for all of us i think friendship and being best friends is so special in that it really helps you to learn about yourself and and just thinking about how we're all mirrors of each other Um, I guess my question is like, do you ever become protective of your best friend and when does it get unhealthy and when is it healthy to be a little protective? Cause I myself get a little protective of like my besties back in the day to where it's kind of like, I don't know, ruin the friendship in a way. Cause you have such a tight grip. But you're just trying to protect them because you love them. So I just want to know your opinion on that. Um, Brenda. All right. I will. I'll go <laughs> first. So that's such a great uh, question. And it's meant something different in different stages in life. I, I like that you mentioned like when you're younger, sometimes it's like it, it really I, I sometimes think about my relationships, my best friends in middle school and elementary school. And I I was so devoted to my friends. It was like a like an actual more intense than a romantic relationship, right? Like if a friend breakup would like devastate me for much longer mm. than a romantic t- friendship. But now that I'm an adult, right? Now that I'm in my in my 30s and I could be a little bit more mature about it, I do try to check myself. So it, it, we're, we also live in an environment where there's like um, social media and you're, where people hang out is so in your face. So the way that I show, that I see this like protectiveness show up is sometimes, you know, that little bit of FOMO when you see some of your friend groups hanging out without you. I'm like, bitches, you have a separate like text message that I'm not involved in. Like, what the fuck? I get a little mad, but then I check myself and I, I, what I also come to realize is like, dude, I do that to them Mm. all the time too. So So, get over it. So that's where it shows up for me. Would you say that's like a little, being a little jealous over like protective? Because my protection comes from like, 
um, you know, when I see my bestie going into, I guess like kind of being friends with somebody or going into an area that I'm like, this is not you or like, you know, I don't know, like th- then I get protective, you know? So is that, cause I feel like I'm not like jealous or I get FOMO more so than just like, are you still going to be my friend? Are you going to think I'm like, not cool? I feel like for me, because I'm such a hermit, like I'm by myself all the time. And my, I think that's why we kind of relate to each other a lot. It's like, we're kind of both like secret hermits. I don't find that I get that jealous or that protective because every time, let's say my friends do hang out with somebody else or something happens or any situation that would kind of bring out an emotion in me, I always kind of like blame myself because I'm like, well, bitch, you don't go anywhere mm. anyway. So like when people are like, whenever I see a group where people hanging out at the park or they went to dinner, I'm like, would you have gone? No, you wouldn't have gone. So shut up. And like, I tell my inner voice as far as like being protective, like it depends. Like, you know, there's some friends where you're like, yeah, I would say that I do get protective when you see patterns that, and Maya and I, like, you know, we're kind of going through this right now where like, when you see patterns in somebody and you recognize it sometimes perhaps faster than the other person does, you're kind of like, bitch, you're doing it again. And you're like, no, I'm not. And you're like, yes, bitch, I'm watching you. I feel like we, (laughs) me and Curly have had different like instances where I feel like I've, he's had to let me know, like, I feel like I've had to walk on a shells around you because like I would not express when I was being emotional or or when I felt sensitive that day I would just react when something would like make me want to make me cry or make me feel sensitive I would just react versus starting the day with like I'm feeling sensitive today you know like and so he would bring up like hey just want to let you know like and that was so important to me that he was kind of like being a little protective of like my spirit and knowing what my true north is and knowing that that just wasn't me. So what, what else, what else do you guys think about that? That's a good friend. Well, I just want to, want to hop in and provide my, my perspective. Um, so I feel like as an adult, I haven't really had like a best friend. And the reason why is because like my best friend is my girlfriend. So, um, I feel like that often just happens that like my girlfriend becomes my best friend. Oh my God. That is my dream. Uh, That is my, I like want to meet a guy that I'm like, just all giggles with and like running around and being like, I now also suck your dick too. (laughs) Uh, But I'll say two things there. Well, like, first of all, like definitely when I was like younger in my like gayness, Mm -hmm. I definitely was more protective of my girlfriend slash my best friend because I felt like like that was taking away, like, what if this friend takes away from our connection? And it was like, I had to come to the realization that like, I'm never going to be everything to my girlfriend. Right. And that like, everyone needs different friends or different relationships for different things. And that was a really, um, important realization for me, but also what can sometimes happen with, with lesbians is that you're such, you're so best friends that eventually you lose the other part like the romantic part. <laughs> wow. I, you know, I secretly so. want to be a lesbian so badly. Like I, so I usually transform with my styles all the time and I'm currently like inspired by the way, if you can hear my pit bull clanking and clanking his nails, he does that when he wants attention. I'm like, girl, go sit down. Um, but he's, he won't. So you'll probably hear him. Um, but I, um, am so into lesbian style right now. I'm like ball caps, just a nice white t-shirt, like good pants. Um, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but just shout out to the lesbian. <laughs> shout out to us it does sound like a major perk to be able to share clothes <laughs> with your romantic yes, yes. partner definitely have been able to do that yep 
<laughs> I think lesbians have tons of perks, you know, everything, everything, everything. I always say there's no love in this world and two women in love. The way that a mother loves their baby and the way that another woman can love another woman. Like, it's just there's no like I don't like any guy that much as much as my lesbian friends like each other. I don't want to see it's, my boyfriend that much. I don't want to cuddle them that much. But lesbians do. It's true. It can be pretty <laughs> so intense. True. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I read this piece one time that they were talking about adult friendships because they don't have as many hours worth of friendship behind them to build certain things, to go through like the trials and tribulations of having a friend. We're more likely to cut people off more quickly um, and so it actually becomes harder for adults to hold on to friends because they're like, whereas like if your best friend throws a tantrum, you're like, that's my homegirl. She, she'll, she'll be fine. She'll throw tantrums. She throws tantrums once in a while. As an adult, you're kind of like, oh no, not, not a 35 year old throwing a tantrum or like not like a 28 year old throwing a tantrum. So like, do you find that you are, has it gotten easier for you to make friends as an adult or is it harder for you to make friends as an adult? So I'll take this one. <laughs> okay. So um, I definitely think it's harder to, to have friendships as we age. And I really think it's an interesting space to talk about in the context of the global pandemic. I've been thinking about the people that I hung out with during this pandemic, the level of friendship that they have, that they are, like the connection that I have with these people. These are, I will pick you up from LAX friends. And so I, if I didn't see you at the during the pandemic, I'm not picking you up from LAX. And I feel a little bit bad about those B-list friends. You know, we haven't been able to hang out with those B-list friends. And, <laughs> and so it's been a little bit challenging because I, I have a ton of friends. I have a ton of friends in a lot of different contexts and a lot of different spaces. But with the pandemic and the challenges that that presented, I really had to narrow it down. And now um, it's a, you know, a really select group of people that are, that are worth me hopping on the freeway. And it's interesting because now that things are opening up, you know, that, 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 B, that A list is increasing, right? It's becoming an A minus list. So <laughs> we're starting to see those people that we, could, we were able to avoid. But I want to go back to what Anishela said. I mean, this, there's science, right? It, it's worth it that we maintain these relationships, that we nurture these relationships. There's also a lot of research about how cis straight men um, who have not been nurtured to develop these relationships and these friendships are the ones that, that end up suffering in old age by being lonely and alone. So I, I'm glad that we are having a lot of um, conversations about the importance of relationships. My initial reaction to that fact, that statement is like, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, they have it so easy. There are some good ones out there. <laughs> I mean, they have it so easy their whole life. I'm like, good. Fucking die lonely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally just kidding, by the way. But yeah, no, uh, like, I mean, no remorse. Yes. You know where you're coming from. <laughs> no, yeah, we, we get that too. But it, you know, it's it's important to maintain those relationships and and um, and nurture them and do the little bit that you can. And it, it is and it is harder with old age. It's actually a factor that has, in like I I fantasize about moving to Mexico the way Anna Shayla has done. But part of the challenge is like this fear of like, can I be? 38 and making new friendships in a new country, in a new place. So it's it's admittedly more difficult to find friends and meaningful mm. relationships at, at this age. I don't know. What do you think, Maya? What's it like um, to develop relationships and friendships at this stage in our lives? I love people and I love friends. Um, I don't think it's that hard for me because I, because of social media. Um, 
I've had a lot of people who follow me who are like, you know, fans or whatever, um, become my friends. Like a lot of them are like, become like either my best friends or like acquaintances or whatever. Like, so I feel like it's a little bit easier because of social media nowadays for me personally, um, just because we can share memes and then, you know, it, it's interesting to see where that takes us. But sometimes it's only like internet friends and it doesn't translate to like IRL friends. When it does, then I'm like, oh, okay. But I have a lot of different friend groups that I'm um, like these are my friends that I like hang out with when, um, I want to like be a little flirty and party a little bit. And then these are my like work friends that we're going to get creative with. Um, and social media has really brought them to me, which is great. Cause I feel like, you know, you manifest these people in a way. So, um, I am 29, so I don't know if it'll get less, <laughs> less easy as I go on, but probably not. I think, I think in general, I like to talk to people, um, but I am a hermit too, you know. How does this show up for you, Anna Shayla? Yeah, I think that I have an interesting, I'm at an interesting time when it comes to making new friends right now because I am based in Mexico City. I'm from here, but I didn't grow up here. So, and I haven't lived here that long. It's a big ass city, mostly lived through the pandemic. So everything was closed down. And I recently went through a breakup. And so um, for me, I really think like making a, friends as an adult, like the things that get in the way are time, right? So like, especially like people with kids, like they definitely have way less time. Um, and also just like how open or closed off you are to friends. Like maybe you're like, I'm good with my friends. Like I've had them for 15 years. Like I don't need any more, but I think I'm at a time where like, I want to make friends. And so as soon as I sort of, you know, when me and my girlfriend were, were living here, we lived kind of far from where a lot of the action took place. So we weren't really it was harder for us to make friends. But in like the last two weeks, I basically decided I want to make new connections, new friends. And I opened myself up to that. And it's actually been so easy to like start to make connections. And I don't know what these friendships will become, but just me deciding to open myself up to connections and friends, it's happened like really quickly. Like I made a friend that I feel like is going to become a good friend on a flight that I was on flight from hell that I was on to from Mexico City to LA. So like it's I just it's an interesting time for me. I love that. So that's, that's what I'll say. I love <laughs> that because I've had a similar situation where I met somebody on a plane and they ended up being like a friend of my cousins and then like we became friends and they got married and they had a baby and I like just from this person I met like on the plane. But also like to your point too, I feel like I've been more open to friendships as well because I feel like I'm changing so much. And so there's mm -hmm. these, although I'm still holding the, the older versions of myself, um, I'm, I'm constantly like, I don't know, upgrading in a way, like, you know, when you have those upgrades on your computer and it's like, do you want to upgrade? Remind me tomorrow. I'm always like, do it right now. <laughs> Um, so I feel like that's, that has been a little bit like my case too, where I've been more open just because I've been, you know, I feel like I'm just changing and I'm like, oh, I want to attract these new people, you know, Curly, what do you think? 
I feel like when it comes to making new friends, I love I love making new friends, but I have a lot of boundaries and I have like a lot of like there's like kind of like a weight to like who I am as a person. And so when I start to make new friends, I start to kind of let them in through those boundaries as well. Um, look, I'm, I don't like reactive people. I grew up in a household that where people were very reactive. So I do really well with communication. So just so you know, new friend, if you ever react act on me that's it like I'm out like I actually don't have any um I'm like I don't work for anybody I work for myself so I don't have any bosses that yell at me like that my own mother doesn't yell at me in in certain types of ways Mm. nobody has that kind of power over me and neither will you I've just met you 20 minutes ago so (laughs) let's like like back up you know let's take a, a really short break and we'll be right back and continue to have this great conversation about friends and boundaries and everything that it takes to maintain fantastic friendships LGBTQIA families have unique strengths and experience distinct challenges. At Pacific Oaks College in Pasadena, experience an education that will prepare you to support this community. The Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy LGBTQIA Studies program will train you to work with communities from any background while providing affirmative therapy to LGBTQIA individuals. Pacific Oaks College, experience that impacts community. Learn more at pacificoaks.edu. All right, we're back. And I just wanted to quickly comment, Curly, on what you were sharing. I feel like that's so important when it comes to building new friendships. It's like friendships require energy. So I feel like that's a great boundary that you have. You're like, this is not the type of energy I want. I'm not going to invest anymore in this because it's not worth it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's true. And you have to know yourself. You know, like my favorite person that I always quote is Aries. I'm in love with the Aries, by the way. Aries is like the best sign for me. Um, And Maya Angelou used to say (laughs) that when she left, well, she said that when she she was moving out of her mother's house, her mother said, when you step over my door sill, you have been raised. And so don't let anybody else raise you. Don't let people change who you are and change your heart. And so I think about um, that in friendship. It's like there we're all mirrors to each other um but i know i'm like i'm in therapy so i know how to handle my shit and i know how to handle my problems so i'm not gonna come and yell at you and then be like i'm so sorry that's like an act i'm just activated because of my own trauma like no bitch that's between you yeah. and april your therapist we're, april's my therapist by we're way, all but responsible like, um, <laughs> for ourselves you know and i feel like that's a great mm-hmm. part of being friends is that when you can acknowledge what you've done or the hurt that you've done or your accountability. Like you can definitely, you be, your friendship becomes better because you can take accountability and say sorry for things. Absolutely. 100%. And you get to decide who you're willing to like hold space for through whatever they're working through. Yeah. And like some people just, you can just decide that they're, you're not because you don't have an energy for that many people. Exactly. Um, I love that. We're sharing some really great examples of that show our maturity, right? Uh, uh, that show how um, we've evolved and how we look at friendships. But now I'd like to take us back. Let's take us back on, to a time machine. And I'll start with you, Maya, because you don't have to go far as far back as the rest of us on this time machine. But I'd love for people to know who were you in middle school? Describe who you were and who was your best friend in middle school? Yeah, I was a very shy girl. I feel like I'm still kind of shy. Um, And I was friends with a lot of Pisces back in the day who were also a little bit shy. I'm a Pisces rising. Um, 
And I was very artsy, but also just quiet. I feel like you look at my report cards, like it would be like, wish you would talk more in class. Um, just because I also <laughs> had so nothing funny. else to say. <laughs> Why is that funny, Curly? Because <laughs> it's so the opposite of what you are now. Because I'm older. I don't know. Like, whatever. <laughs> and it's also the opposite of me. Yeah. Well, I just also just when I didn't have, I didn't have anything I wanted to say. So why would I talk when I didn't have anything to say? Um, my best friends in middle school were always like uh, sometimes the underdogs and the popular girls. So I was in between worlds of like being friends with the underdogs who were like the stereotypical nerds, which, you know, at the time was a very hurtful, like, I don't know, word to call them, but they were just the underdogs. And then the popular girls, like I was friends with them too. So it was in between these two different worlds that were just very much like, I don't know. I, I constantly feel like I'm the underdog. So that's kind of like who I was in middle school. Um, one of my BFFs, her, I'm still BFFs with her. Her name is Ebony. Shout out, Ebby. Um, she was actually at my birthday party recently. Um, Curly met her, right? Mm-hmm. What did you think super about nice, what did you think about my sweet. middle school bestie, Curly? She was so nice, super sweet. I could see you guys being BFF. She was very tender and like very kind of like soft spoken, very sweet, but also like we were meeting each other at a bar for the first time. Yeah, she's um, I feel like I'm happy that I'm still friends with her because she keeps me very grounded and rem- and reminds me of who I am. Um, yeah, but what about you, Curly? All right, so let's hear from Curly. We want to know, who were you when you were in middle school? Tell us who you were when you were in middle school. Who was your best friend? And, you know, what do you think about friendships from in that lens? I had the same, I've had the same best friend since I was in middle school, actually. We are a group of five people, um, and we kind of took over the, um, the school. We were kind of like the popular kids of Misfits, and we kind of were a mixture of the popular girls and the queer kids and the kids that didn't fit in. So, like, we would kind of, like, um, not bully the other kids, but, like, if anybody messed with us, we knew how to um, push back and fight back. And we were also big Spice Girl fans, like, mega Spice Girl fans. So we were very big on, like, girl power and uh, pushing back on the boys absolutely love that and anashayla who were you in middle school Mm -hmm. um i was a total nerd for sure and i definitely had a best friend i'm gonna give a shout out to aleida perez we used to go by analita my name is anna and her name was lita analita la chingona que salió de riverside and she's currently a math teacher teaching brown kids to love math in highland park but um you know i feel like middle school was a time like it's when like it totally was just not cool to be smart especially where i lived in riverside and also be in band. And so while well, I had straight A's and was in band and I would used to come in early to school to be part of a math competition club. So y'all can imagine what that was like. Oh, and also I have curly hair, but at the time, like I didn't know what the hell to do with it. And so I had frizzy curly hair that I didn't know how to manage. It looked terrible. And um, I did not have like a womanly body. I had like small breasts, which never grew. But um, yeah, so I was like just like a, a total nerd. And I was so grateful. I remember for for like being able to find community um, that like understood where I was coming from, because it was definitely a rough time for me, for sure. <laughs> I absolutely love the the name sandwich, right? You were like Benefer before there was Benefer with your best right. friend. I love that. I think that's that's awesome. Well, we're, we're getting to the point of our show where we like to... Um, 
ask our rapid fire questions. These are usually pretty fun. Hopefully we can continue with the fun here and I'm sure that we can. So why don't we start with you, Maya? I have three questions for you and then I have three questions for Curly. And guess what? They're the same questions for each of you. So Maya, my first question to you is um, if you were to give a shout out to person, place, thing, concept, what would you give your matraca to? I give a shout out to Curly and our BFF Joyce for putting up with all of my um, uh, love things that I have where I'm just like, what do you think about this guy? What do you think of this guy? What do you think about this guy? And they put up with it. (laughs) So thank you for lending your ear. That's what best friends are for. (laughs) I give you, I give you praise for that as well, actually. And then I think mine would be, uh, having a therapist and shout out to therapists and brujas. Cause I literally will book them on the same day. Sometimes where I'm like, I need to consult my bruja and I need to consult my therapist. So shout out to them. Definitely. Why can't there be a bruja therapist? There's got to be. There's got to be. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And Maya, um, we'll go with you. Then we'll go with Carly. Maya, what are you putting in la basura? What are you canceling? Again, it could be big, small, whatever it is. No right or wrong answers here. What are you putting in la basura? I'm canceling logic. Like we've been on this delusional girl mentality where anything can happen um, for us. Um, so like, I basically am like, you know what, like I'm going to do, nobody can do the thing that I'm doing in the way that I do it. If I think logically then I'm like, okay, well this person is doing what I'm doing and they're doing it better because their numbers are bigger. So I'm just kind of like, you know what, no logic. I'm doing the best that I can and it's going to get me where I want to go. So logic <laughs> can go down the drain in the basura. <laughs> I love it. There's no room for logic. How about you, Carly? What are you yeah. canceling? Putting you know, I'm, I'm throwing taking things too seriously out the window. Like I'm like, we're all same thing as, as Maya. Like we're all going to die. Everyone's going to die at some point. And everybody who remembered you is going to die. So who cares? Why not have fun? I'm literally trying to hold in my laugh again because I'm like, <laughs> that is life. And I think that if you can take a step back and enjoy yourself life a little bit more, everyone's culo would be a little bit looser and we would all probably live a little longer. Boom. Um, Everybody's culo would be a little bit looser. (laughs) Along those lines, Curly, Curly, tell me, how do you stay grounded? Where do you get your, what we call our calma? Like what is, what is one of the ways that you like to stay grounded and stay calm with all the madness that is life? My ability, I think, and everyone should take a step back. When you can take a step back and laugh at the ridiculousness of life and how absurd it can be and find that giggle, sometimes it's worth talking to another friend and telling them the story. And if they start laughing, you're like, you're right. This is really funny. Um, I think that that helps a lot. What about you, Maita? Yeah, not taking things too seriously or personal because it is everyone is thinking about themselves. Nobody's thinking Mm -hmm. about you. They're always thinking about like, what did I do? Or what is this person? How does this person feel about me? And I'm just uh, it's static. It's noise. I don't want it. So who cares? Amen to laughter. Welcome to the astrology portion of the podcast. We have two new souls here and we have just some general questions. Um, How do you feel about astrology, number one? And number two, do you know your top, your big three? Whoever wants to go first. Obvio, I do. (laughs) So I'm going to start. This is Ana Sheila. Um, So I'm actually a Capricorn sun, but I don't really connect with it that much. I feel like I'm Mm. kind of a blend of all three. And I think a lot of the Capricorn things like the are the things that I don't like as much about Uh. myself that I'm trying to like break past. But I'm a Capricorn sun 
a Cancer Moon, which I'm definitely oh. like very emotional and very sensitive. Fun. Um, e, I'm an Aries rising. Ooh. So I feel like there's always a conflict because like the Capricorn in me wants to have stability, like, you know, but the Aries rising in me, like wants to be just doing creative shit, like moving to a new country, which I like kind of did, but I, but like, it's like, I'm always, I'm often having like kind of conflict between those two parts of me. Um, so that feels very much like me. Oh, and then I just had my, my friend that I'm staying with is really into, um, reading charts he told me so and uh, and uh he was telling me that i have a lot of sagittarius in me in like oh, four different it. houses or something like that and that's something i didn't know and so i'm like excited to explore that because i'm just curious to know if like maybe that represents me a little bit more and but i don't really know that sign as much so I'm, that's that's like my next homework you moving is very sagittarius yeah yeah it's very sagittarius do you know your mercury or your mars no, but I could like look it up on CoStar real quick. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. We have a thing about Capricorn. I mean, Curly has a thing about Capricorns on the podcast. We always like, we don't trash them. We just are like, I drag them. Loosen every up day. a little Any bit. Capricorn. <laughs> I know, like for real, for real. Like, well, first of all, I like, I don't connect that much to it, but the things that I'm trying to get over are the things that I don't like mm. about the Capricorn in me for sure. Yeah, but I also, you know, sidebar, I also want you to, like, learn to, like, love those different sides of you, too. Because as much as I drag the Capricorn, Capricorns are great. And the fact that you have Aries thrown in there, too, like, Powerful. that's amazing. You sound like not only a go-getter, but somebody who can make shit happen. And that's so good. And I think that the Cancer part, emotions are never a bad thing. Mm, so, like, yeah. feel it. Enjoy it. Like, I don't think that, yes, there's some things that you might need to work. Like, me, I'm a Virgo, and I'm, I have an opinion for everything. And it's like, shut up. We don't need to have an opinion about everything, mm -hmm. but I do. Um, but I think like, yeah, like it sounds like those are great signs. Do you know you're talking? Yeah. I, I downloaded literally as y'all are speaking, I downloaded this app so I can remember. I do know that, I mean, I am a cancer. My birthday is July 14th. I'm a cancer. Uh, my son is in cancer. My Mercury is in cancer. But, um, when someone described that I'm a cap rising, I think that made a lot of sense to me because I think I have a lot of the the traits that that I think, you know, help me do a bazillion things at once that I are part of being a cap. So that's me. I'm definitely somebody that feels a lot. But the uh, the feeling that I feel is anger. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's, so I'm mm. enojona, and you know what? Mm. I, I'm embraced it, I think, is why I get shit done. So I, I'm, I'm OK being um, an enojona. I'm OK being a little sangrona. That's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, how's, your, how's your blood pressure, Brenda? I mean, if you're going to. Actually, it's very low. My blood pressure, <laughs> my, my blood pressure runs dangerously low. Like literally um, anytime I go to the doctor and I get my blood pressure, um, they are they always call comment like whoa that's really low and yeah i'm actually feel, considering getting a check because I, I get a little dizzy when i stand up you know i feel like i whenever i'm a little angry i'm always like why am i so angry i like maya and i call them baby check-ins we're like do we need to eat do we need some water do we need to masturbate what's happening what is the but if you're comfortable in in the anger you know maybe that's a maybe you well, know i mean obviously i don't want to be like I'm just saying, I, I almost, I joke around it. I, you know, I joke around it because I think I, I have a shorter fuse than most people, but I, um, I like to use that anger for good, right? It's what fuels she gets shit a done, lot. Yeah. I get mm, shit done. Yeah. Tell Anna Shayla. It's true. She really does. Um, and, the other, and I want to jump other, in once you're done real quick. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, when I do like the, the, you know, what are they called? The strength finders. My number one strength is, um, I'm forgetting it right now, but basically you have an idea, it gets done. <laughs> it gets done. Um, so that's it. I mean, sometimes that gets done sloppy because I do it quickly, but, but 
you know, you gotta, you gotta go with it. You gotta go with what, what makes you, you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to jump, jump in. Cause like, I, I, I think that just some people, and I think, you know, Curly, you're an earth sign, you're Virgo, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a Virgo and, I'm an and I have a lot of placements in Scorpio. So I'm very okay. like, uh-huh. Gotcha. So I think that some people can just handle fire more. So for me, I'm, I'm an, an earth sign and it's, and it's something I really, I love being grounded. I don't like getting angry. Like it takes a lot for me to be angry and I'm not healthy when I'm angry. Like it's not good mm-hmm. for me. Like I need to like get back to earth. Like that's real quick. But I think some people like fire signs, it looks like Brenda too, um, can, are just okay. Like sitting in the fire and letting it burn. And it does help. Um, it's just not good for me. And it seems like maybe it's not good for you, but I wanted to come back also to what you said earlier about like loving all parts of me. And I think it's, I think it's really comes down to like, can you get the best qualities of these parts of yourself and let those give more attention to those. And it's, and I think Mm -hmm. it's like finding that balance. And it's the same way that like, you know, the mind, body, spirit balance. I know sometimes I'm in my head too much. So my intention is always like get connect more with my heart, with, with my body. And I think it's like similar to, to, to maybe these parts of me. It's like, how can I just pull out all the different things that I think make me the best me? And, and like, that's an intention for myself. And, and so I want to thank you for reminding me too, to like, you know, there are positive, beautiful things about the Capricorn and me también. Yeah. Capricorns Absolutely. are, then, I mean, I, I admire their go getter attitude because I burn out quick. I feel like I'm like a double Aries, rising Pisces, Mars, Cancer, Mercury, Pisces. So I'm very steamy, you know, but I have to also sit in the fire and kind of burn a little bit in order to feel good, you know? Absolutely. All right. Well, it was such a treat to get to have you all over here at Tamarindo and us over there in the, and this is all happening on, in the internet airwaves, but I'd love for folks to know where they can keep up with each of you. So Maya, where do people keep up with you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really love the conversation that we had. Um, you can find me on all social media platforms at Maya in the moment, M-A-Y-A in the moment. And you can find me, again, thank you so much for having both of us, but you can find me at The Curly V Show, that's V as in Victor, on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much. Thank you all. Besos, abrazos. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Anasheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. 
another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. 